Welcome to another episode of The Intersection, coming to you from Georgia Tech's Scheller College of Business. I'm your host, Joe Macri, and I've been directing the web and digital operations here since 2008. Our guest today is Professor Jonathan Clark. Dr. Clark is an Associate Professor of Finance and a Senior Associate Dean of Programs for Scheller. He's received his PhD from the Katz Graduate School of Business at the University of Pittsburgh and undergraduate degrees in mathematics and economics from Indiana University in Bloomington. Jonathan is an award-winning professor, both in teaching and published research. He's taught custom programs for NCR, Clorox, Georgia Pacific, Lockheed Martin, and the National Football League, to name a few. He'll be teaching in our open enrollment course, Finance and Accounting for Nine Financial Managers, which will be the main topic of our conversation today. Welcome to the intersection, Jonathan. Thanks, Joe. Happy to be here. So before we dive into the course details, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you and your background. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where were you born? Uh, where have you lived most of your life? You're not from Georgia. What brought you to Atlanta? Happy to. So I, I come from an academic family. So I was born in Ithaca, New York, when my dad was a PhD student at Cornell in a newly emerging field called computer science. And uh, from there, we moved around a little bit. I've lived in uh, Durham, North Carolina, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, but really ever since 1982, Pittsburgh. And so I consider myself a, a Pittsburgher. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And I uh, always like to go back to Pittsburgh. Nice. My family's from New York, too, so I've got some, I've got some ties there as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any interesting hobbies or, you know, I know we're recording this under the, I guess, the tail end of COVID. We're sort of coming out of this now. Under normal circumstances, what might you find yourself doing on the weekends or outside of the Georgia Tech world? Yeah, I hope we're at the tail end of COVID. You know, a lot of my a lot of my world now is taking my kids to their various activities. I have a son that just started playing. Uh, little league baseball, and I have a daughter who's, who's a really good gymnast. So a lot of time taking them to their various meets. Uh, what I really enjoy doing, and, and my one big hobby is uh, is fishing. I love to fish. I love to go saltwater fishing. Trying to get back into fly fishing uh, now that my kids are a little bit older. But uh, but that's really what I love to do, uh, and that's really how I like to spend my time. So hopefully I get a chance to go out this summer a few times and go fishing. <laughs> nice. Are your kids uh, are your kids on board with that? Do they want to come out with you and fish? Yeah, they they come out. Uh, we were in Hilton Head last summer, and so they came out and went shark fishing, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Your daughter must be excited about the Olympics coming up, I'm sure, with gymnastics. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I think my yeah. daughter will really like watching that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it myself. So <laughs> That sounds great. What are some of your jobs prior to teaching at, at Georgia Tech? You know, what drew you to the finance industry and ultimately Georgia Tech? Yeah, um, that's a good question. And not, not many jobs uh, prior to uh, Georgia Tech. I went and majored in math and economics at Indiana University, and then I went straight into a PhD program in finance at University of Pittsburgh, which was which was fantastic. And then I went straight from University of Pittsburgh and the PhD program there to Georgia Tech. So I think I knew early on that I wanted to be a professor and sort of followed that career path. Uh, straight through to here, and Georgia Tech's been a fantastic place to be. Been here for about the last 20 years. As to wow. as to how I got interested in finance, uh, I think early on when I was in high school, I wanted to be an electrical engineer, and uh, even applied to Georgia Tech when I was still in high school. But wow. late, uh, sometime in the late 1980s, I think it was 1987. Uh, somewhere around there, my dad took me to see the movie Wall Street. You know, I think his yeah. goal was to teach me about the evils of Wall Street. <laughs> then I just got fascinated uh, by it and started reading books on 
on finance and uh, ultimately uh, studied in college. And so that, that's literally how I got interested in, in finance. I saw that movie, started reading uh, all kinds of great uh, books on the, on the topic, and, and that led me into my career. And it's, it's been a great career. It's, it's still, I still wake up and get fascinated by a lot of the, the things that go on in finance, like cryptocurrencies, uh, mm. like uh, what's going on with GameStop and other meme stocks. And so I find those kinds of things fascinating. I think we could have an hour-long conversation just about that, especially what's going up and down in the market right now. And with Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. We did that with the MBA student not that long ago, actually. Did a one-hour presentation Q&A on uh, GameStop and what to make of it and what some of the lessons learned are. So that's a fascinating topic. What was the main takeaway of that? Were they, I don't know, are people supportive of this uh, new you know, Robin Hood idea? Did they... Main... I, I, yeah, it's a good question. At least with, with my takeaway, you know, with what we saw with GameStop recently and to a lesser extent AMC and some of those other kinds of stocks, it's it really right. nothing entirely new. You know, it's a, almost in some ways kind of a classic uh, pump and dump uh, scheme. You have people mm. that are posting on, on Reddit and uh, Wall Street Bets uh, forum on, on Reddit and uh, driving the stock price higher. And ultimately, at some point, Highly likely it's just going to come crashing down. crashing down. Always the thing that makes this uncertain and what finance isn't necessarily great at is predicting when it'll come crashing down. You know, it could right. be tomorrow, it could be a month from now, it could be a year from now, but I'm, I'm fairly, fairly certain it, we're going to see further reductions in the value of some of these companies. I think when we did the, um, the MBA presentation, GameStop was up around 280, 300 bucks a share. Now, now it's much lower. So right. about half of that. And I think it's got farther to fall. Wow. On, on that topic, do you think, put you on the spot, do you think cryptocurrency is the future? <laughs> is it here to uh, stay? You know, tough, tough to say, you know, yeah. uh, I've, I've probably been wrong about Bitcoin in the, in the past and where yeah. I thought it would go to zero, uh, yeah. still, still around. Yeah. So I, I, I still think we're in a bit of a Bitcoin bubble. I think the value mm. still might fall some. Mm. Uh, I think Bitcoin is going to face competition from digital currencies from the Fed, for example, or other central banks. And I feel like mm. that, that might have an impact on, on Bitcoin. The other thing I think with Bitcoin is regulation and governments can come in and regulate Bitcoin and make it a lot less attractive. And if, if Bitcoin continues to be the method of payment and some of the hacks like we saw with the colonial pipeline, you might get right. from government uh, regulation that could diminish the value of Bitcoin. But, uh, right. but Bitcoin's fascinating. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's around in five or 10 years. I'm, I'm skeptical of the current valuations. Uh, there, right. are other, there are other currencies like uh, Dogecoin that have as far as I understand, has a has basically an infinite supply. So I feel more confident that currency like that might go closer to zero. <laughs> yeah. Time. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. It, it's a fascinating time. You know, I think that um, one thing I feel pretty certain of is, you know, paper currency like we're using today for for still a fair amount of transactions. You know, that could that could be in the museum by the time my kids get to by the time my kids get to my age. Right. Uh, so Such, an interesting interesting time for these kinds of currencies it is i think that big news even recently coming out with china regulating or cracking down on bitcoin because they want to create their own vir virtual currency right to control it and regulate it you're spot on with that so this all ties in nicely it's a, these are exciting topics
and why your students are so excited taking your classes. You, you bring up these really interesting topics. You're twice voted as MBA Core Professor of the Year, so your students love you. There's something you're doing right. Can you describe your teaching style and, and you know, what is it about your style that resonates so well with students? Sure. So I, I don't know. I won the teaching award for the third time just this year. And so oh, I think, okay. I, think, I, I, think, I, I, think I, I think I tend to win it when there's a lot of economic turmoil, like what we saw <laughs> with the 2008 financial crisis and what we saw with the, uh, the onset of the pandemic. Uh, that seems to be when my courses do well. I, I think what I what I like to do is I like to take, you know, some of the textbook topics in a finance course, like time value of money, like free cash flow, like discounted cash flow valuation. And I like to use them to analyze current events and what's going on in the in the marketplace. And so I like to bring in those kinds of real world current examples into the classroom and see what students think. And I think when I look at our students, whether they're undergrad, full-time, evening MBA, executive MBA, they bring in a lot of interesting perspectives. They have a lot to say about things like we just talked about, like cryptocurrency and where they mm -hmm. think that's headed. So mm -hmm. I like to bring in these current events, see what students have to say. And I find that I, I learn a lot from them as well. And so that's really what I enjoy about teaching. I also like to bring in case studies rather than just a contrived example on valuation. For, exa uh, for example, I like to look at a, a real company, try to value it, see how we did and if we compare our results versus what happened. And I like to teach with cases. Mm. Ties into my next question here. Do you have any favorite parts that you like about teaching? Is it the interaction? Is it the cases? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I like teaching. I like, I like the uh, talking about the current events with the students. I also uh, recently launched a finance practicum in our MBA program where students get to work hands-on with companies. And that, that's the kind of thing that I really love doing. Nice. Well, thanks for that background, Jonathan. I've, you know, I've known you for a number of years now since I've been here, and I've learned some things. You love fishing, and that's, uh, that's pretty Thank interesting you. to me. So, so let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about this course, Finance and Accounting for Nine Financial Managers. For those looking for a little bit more detail, can you talk about what this course is all about? Sure. I think that there were a, a lot of people in college where maybe they majored in engineering, maybe they majored in the sciences, maybe they majored in literature or some other liberal arts, and they didn't get exposed to some of the fundamentals of business. And some of the most important fundamentals are finance and accounting. What we do a good job of in finance and accounting is sort of teaching the language of business, how people communicate. There are those, there's a subset of people's where, people where they didn't have any formal coursework in finance or accounting, but now they find themselves dealing with the profit and loss statements of their division uh, or their business unit, or they find themselves managing people and want to know more about how they should measure performance. Uh, that's really who we're targeting with this course is those people that now find themselves needing that background in finance and accounting to be a successful manager. And so we start off with the basics of financial accounting and we build it up and we can build it up over this course and get students to the point where they can value projects, value companies, think through the finances of a particular business decision. And that can be incredibly useful. Uh, and that can really complement the other perspectives that individuals might bring into the organization. Looking at that big picture, I think is extremely helpful. 
think anybody would benefit. It sounds like this course will be accessible to all sorts of people up and down the chain. Yeah, I mean, I think this this course will be uh, accessible. You know, we start from basic principles and build up from there. So I think it's potentially uh, useful for a wide audience. Maybe it's somebody that's never had a course in accounting or finance. Maybe it's somebody that took a course in accounting or finance, but maybe it was 20 years ago, and now they find themselves needing a refresher on those skills. And so there's a wide audience, I think, for this kind of content. Nice. I'd love to take it, actually, myself. Since this course is going to be offered online, how would that differ from a traditional class offering, and what would that student experience be like? I think a traditional class offering is you would come down to the Scheller College of Business in downtown Atlanta. You know, you'd come into the classroom and learn the material that way. I think the nice thing about having the material online is some of the content will be pushed out asynchronously. You can consume it when it's convenient for you, but there'll also be synchronous sessions. So those synchronous sessions will run from 6 to 9.30 p.m. It'll give you a chance to interact with me, uh, some of my colleagues at the Scheller College of Business and the accounting and the finance group. And so I really think it's a good mix. There'll be a mix of of asynchronous material, and then we'll supplement that with these synchronous sessions where you get a chance to interact with professors, you get uh, to interact with other participants and build your network. That's the format of the course, and that's the benefit of having it in this online format. Yeah. Sounds like it'll be easily accessible for everybody. That, really that's right. And, yeah. uh, you know, you don't have to fight Atlanta traffic. You can right. do the synchronous sessions from your home. And if you're busy, right, if you're busy and you can't make one of the synchronous sessions, you can watch the recording at a later date and still not miss anything. It offers a lot of flexibility to the uh, participants. Sounds fantastic. So what are the two or three things you want your students to come away with after taking the course? One really important thing is I, I've, during my 20 years at Georgia Tech and at the Scheller College of Business, I, I've talked to a lot of executives. You ask them what one bit of advice would you have for students. You know, a lot of them come away and they say, take another accounting course. And so one thing you want students, participants in this course coming away with is, is how we think about a company's financial position, how we think about how much income they're generating, how we think about their balance sheet strength. And so my colleague in the accounting group, Robbie Moon, does a fantastic job of this. One thing you want people to come out with is just a really strong understanding of a company's financial statements and what they tell us about that company's performance. That's one really important takeaway. I think another key takeaway from this course is that when I think about finance, it's, it's a very sort of logical way of thinking through the costs and benefits of a particular course of action. And so I think one takeaway from this course is how we evaluate corporate investments, how we think about the cost and benefits. And in finance, we kind of merge that into a net present value calculation, which really gives us a way to project out the cost of a particular investment, the benefits of a particular investment, and whether it'll add value to the company. So that's another key takeaway, this ability to evaluate investments and, mm -hmm. and make good decisions. And that's a key takeaway. And then, uh, you know, another key uh, aspect that, people can take away from this is how they should finance the company. You know, should they finance the company with debt? Should they raise equity? And that's oftentimes an important decision, you know, and, and it's an important decision for a large company like Coca-Cola, but it's also an important decision for an entrepreneur, entrepreneur where an entrepreneur yeah. might be thinking, you know, should I take some of my life savings and put it into the company? You know, that's an right. equity decision. 
or should I go borrow from a bank? You know, that would be a debt position. And we can give right. a lot of insights into uh, how a company should finance themselves. And then with this financing decision, you know, it, we can also talk about issues as to, for example, whether a company should give trade credit, right, to a, to a potential customer. And we can walk around whether that makes sense and what some of the benefits and some of the trade-offs are there as well. So those are some of the main the main takeaways. And I think the cool thing is when you put all of this together, um, you can really do some interesting things. You can really value uh, lots of different kinds of assets and investment uh, options. Arms you with all of that knowledge. That's really exciting, but I've never understood how to make a decision for an entrepreneur starting a business if they should. Some people bootstrap it and put their life savings in there and borrow from some of their family. And then some go out and raise $30 million. I don't, I don't understand the logic or the reason behind one of those things. So that would be a fascinating topic to explore during the course. Yeah, there are, there are lots of things that, um, that we can, we can talk about and give insights into like, like that decision. I think one of the other big takeaways from this course is if you go through it, you can understand what kinds of questions to ask. You know, if you're sitting mm. through a presentation that's heavy on accounting and finance, you'll understand what the drivers of those projections are, uh, what the drivers of that valuation might be. You'll understand what kinds of questions you should be asking when you're looking at a financial analysis. And, and that can be incredibly helpful as well. That can increase your value within your company. Is it weird that I'm getting excited about financial conversations <laughs> here, Jonathan? This is... <laughs> I hope not. What... I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes it great. You know, I'm, I'm that. that's so interesting to me. You're I think you're putting back all the, the layers of the onions really to get to the heart of it and, and make it really digestible for folks. You know, I think the benefit or, or one thing I tell my class is I think the benefit of, of finance and accounting is we enable a lot of the strategic discussions that need mm. to take place within a company. And that's the real value of a course like this is we can equip people to have those strategic discussions. And those strategic discussions are often fascinating you know should i introduce a new product should i break into a new market right uh, behind each one of those decisions is some kind of financial analysis and so I think that's the real value of a course like this is we can enable you to be better prepared to have those kinds of strategic discussions right data-driven decisions right rather than just thinking i think i should create this product yes again we, we can, we can do better than that yeah absolutely. yeah exactly <laughs> We've kind of talked about this and mixed it all up. And if somebody's thinking about enrolling in this course, you know, what would you tell them to get them to enroll? Yeah, it can, uh, a, a solid handle on finance and accounting can help really round out your skill set. You know, a lot of the decisions that happen within a company, whether it's a marketing campaign, whether it's an improvement in your supply chain, mm -hmm. oftentimes people have to translate the impact of those decisions into what does it mean for the bottom line? And so with a marketing campaign, you have to think about what's the cost, how much more am I going to be able to sell? What does that translate into in terms of profitability? And so no matter what part of the organization you work in, what this course gives you is and equips you with is an ability to understand the impact of your decisions on the bottom line and on the performance of the company and how value is created. And I think that that is a, a very useful skill to have. Certainly. So last question for you. Any other information you'd like our listeners to know about this course, about you, about Georgia Tech? Uh, what haven't we covered? 
I guess. Yeah, I, in terms of me, you know, I, the one thing I mentioned is I've taught for a lot of executive education clients. You mentioned some of the companies I've taught for previously. Lockheed Martin, Georgia Pacific. I've taught in programs for Coca-Cola. I've even taught personal finance to the NFL. So I really like bringing those experiences into courses like this, where we can talk about really what matters to companies. And, and I learn from the students. I learn what matters to them, what issues they're dealing with. So that's one thing to mention. And then uh, I like building the network. I like keeping in touch with students after they take a course like this, understanding what they're mm -hmm. uh, working on and what questions yeah. they might have. So I, I really like uh, when I teach a course, I really like hearing from students. Maybe it's six months later, maybe it's six years later. Hey, I took your course and uh, this is what I'm working on now. What do you think? And so I always enjoy that. And that's one benefit of a course like this. My fellow professors uh, that are also teaching are a lot like that as well. Exciting times, Jonathan. I appreciate your time today. I think we've hit all the all the points here to get people excited about this course. You can visit the website to register, get some more detail. You got me excited about it, so I hope everybody right, else well, is excited about well, it. Well, good. And the registration's open, and people can uh, reach out if they need more details. I'd be happy to chat with them. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Jonathan, and thanks to our listeners. And y'all stay safe out there. All right. Thanks, Jeff.